Come on. Welcome to Life Blood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Brad Gatto. Brad, are you ready to do this? I am. I am. Good morning. Good morning. Brad is a financial advisor. He is the owner of Fiat Wealth Management. They're a firm specializing in the gray areas of financial planning. Brad, tell us a little about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. <laughs> uh, personal life, uh, married. Uh, I married my high school sweetheart. I'm one of those throwbacks. Uh, so we 16 and a half years of marriage. I think my wife's going to be happy that I know the answer to that. Uh, I've got two boys, uh, Liam and Hudson. They are 12 and eight years old and they, they're in all the things. Now I live in Minnesota. We don't do hockey. That's a little fun fact about my family that doesn't fit in here well, but, uh, I grew up in Iowa. My wife grew up in Iowa and in Iowa, we can't spell hockey. We spell it wrestling in Iowa. So, um, so no hockey for the boys, but basically every other sport they partake in. So our life revolves around, uh, church, do a lot of volunteering at church and running our boys to sports. Uh, but it's great. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, business wise, uh, my partner, Matt and I started this firm, uh, in 2009 after meeting at a big box firm, uh, and realizing we wanted to do something a little bit different. And over the years, uh, honestly, our niche has kind of evolved, but we, it's kind of, you ever seen that movie robots where they say, see a need, meet a need. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's kind of where we went because, our realization was that there are a lot of advisors out there that can help you grow your pile of money. And I don't want to say there are a, dime, a dozen necessarily, because I don't want to take away from what they do. That said, not a ton of advisors that will teach you how to spend it and spend it wisely, uh, let alone take a tax bent towards uh, that distribution phase of life. And so uh, we chose to see a need, meet a need, fill a hole, uh, that's that gray area of financial planning that you talk about. And so um, started the firm in 09, been growing. Uh, Matt and I just kind of, uh, there's a long circuitous story that I won't get into in today's 20 minute podcast. But uh, the end of the story is the last couple of years, we've really been growing and our team has gone from three to 13. Um, and we'll probably bring on a couple more yet here in 2022. Nice. Well, certainly congratulations on that. And also appreciate uh, utility. Um, certainly like you, there are a lot of people doing important work, but that you and, and your partner identified an area that is underserved and in need of some more good work. I, I appreciate that. So why is it, why is teach people how to spend money? How is, how is that a need? Well, <laughs> behavior in life is something that adapts over time and then habits are formed out of behavior, right? And so if you really stop and think about kind of the life cycle of going to school, getting an education, and then getting a job and I mean typically playing kind of the the, the broad brush strokes in your 20s and then working for the next four decades of your life, uh, we all become savers to a certain extent, right? And our goal over those years is to not just live our life and have fun, but also to try to put money away because we all know that at some point uh, we can't work or don't want to work. And so we live below our means to save some money. And we develop these habits, which is great. And that pile of money that you've been saving for 40 years, other than some you know, economic downturns, for the most part, the money, if you snap a chalk line, just goes up over time. 
And so this idea or concept that when you get to whatever your retirement age is, 55, 60, 65, 70, whatever it is, that you now have to take that pile of money that you've all you've ever done is put money into it and start to take money out of it behaviorally is really hard. Um, you would think, you know, when you think about retirement, when you and I think about retirement, uh, sometimes that can seem like an off, you know, off in the distance sort of thing. But this concept of, you know, imagine put it into real life, going back to 22 years old and you get your first job out of college and your boss hands you, you're making $50,000 a year salary. And your boss comes up to you and hands you a check for $2 million. And you're like, um, you don't know if you should say something like, you know, <laughs> do, I, do I tell him he way overpaid me or, you know, do I just cash the check and, and uh, you're an honest person. So you say something because no, 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 that's not your salary for this year. That's your salary for the next 40 years. Mm. Um, what are the odds that you still have any money left at 65 years old? Very little. Especially at 22. It's probably not very good. Right. But the daunting task of how do I take a pile of money and turn it into a paycheck is not something anybody's ever had to deal with because we get paid as we go. And if you stop and think about that, as annoying as that can be at times and at times of your life where you're kind of paycheck to paycheck, we've all been there, right? You're just kind of waiting on that next paycheck. But now all of a sudden at 65 years old, you're you're stuck with this task of, I've got a pile of money. I've never spent this pile of money before. And I've got all these concerns relative to how do I spend it? How do I not run out of it? I don't know what the markets are going to look like. I don't know what my tax liabilities are going to look like. I've never done this before. And so what ends up happening, the default setting is nothing. People end up living on their pensions and social security and the pile almost never gets touched. And so they sacrifice their lifestyle and all these dreams uh, that they had for retirement out of fear. And ultimately, the only person that wins out of that, other than your beneficiaries, is the IRS because they end up with a lot of it at your death. Got it. Well, that certainly does make sense. And it's interesting. You know, you, you put it a perfect way, like we are accustomed to knowing that, okay, I don't like this. I'd rather spend it all now, but I'm a responsible person. So I am putting this money away, putting it away, putting it away, putting it away. And I do that to your point for 40 years. And now here I am, I'm at 65. I'm not working anymore. I've got all this money. Now, what do I do? It's like, we have very little education on the whole accumulation side, other than we're supposed to do it Yeah, next to none. And what do I do now? Well, and I think part of that falls on my industry. Honestly, it's it's uh, the average, and it's the way I was trained. The average advisor is trained to help you grow your pile of money. I mean, that's, and when people think of advisors, that's the primary thing they think of is like, oh, this guy's going to help me or gal is going to help me grow my pile of money. Um, this idea or thought of who in the world is going to teach me how to spend it. Um, I don't just get a check every two weeks or once a month or however it was that you were paid. Um, it's, it. I've just seen it again and again. And at the end of the day, what I've realized is people are not living the lives they want to live in retirement. It's not because they don't have the money to do it. The average person that we interact with has plenty of money. That's not the problem. The problem is all the fear around spending it. And and everybody's fears are a little bit different, but at the end of the day, it all kind of boils down to a handful of things, right? I don't know how long I'm going to live. I don't know what the economy is going to look like. I don't know how to if tax efficiently pull this money back out. I don't understand the impact of that. I don't know a safe withdrawal rate. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. And my industry is not out there pounding the drum of this is how you spend your money. Um, this is how we're going to teach you to do it. And so internally, uh, you know, externally on the website and everything, if you were going to fiatwm.com, you'd see it says right there on the tagline, we teach our clients how to spend their money. 
internally, I'll tell you the language that we use is we teach our clients how to party. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so that means, hey, let's let's actually enjoy the money that we've done such a diligent job of saving. That's what you saved it for, right? Yeah. I mean, if that if that wasn't what it was for, the only other possible reason you could have saved is because you wanted to give it away, which is right. great. But that is another way to spend it, if you will. Um, and just as many pitfalls when it comes to trying to give it away and disinherit the IRS as much as possible. Um, you know, it's uh, it is interesting how the the lead. The less planning you do in these areas of your life, the more the IRS ends up with typically. Uh, and so the larger the benefactor you want the IRS to be in your life, just do less planning. <laughs> They'll just naturally get more. It's funny how the money just kind of flows that way. It, 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 that is a funny thing for sure. All right. So, so how do I learn? How, how, walk me through that process of how you teach people how to, how to spend money. Yeah, it's uh Education is a, is a really big part of what we do. And so we have a lot of public education that we do through. We have our own podcast that we do called Every Day is Saturday, which is paying homage to the type of lifestyle that we're trying to teach people how to live. An every day is Saturday mindset, not Friday, because you actually had to work that day and like a half the day off, not Sunday, because you dread Monday, right? <laughs> and your mind's already going there. But Saturday is the best day. Um, and so we do a lot of education in our podcast. Uh, we do public education through webinars that doesn't matter where you live in the United States. We've got clients in Alaska. We've got clients in Florida. You can tune into those webinars. Uh, and then we have something we call the inner circle workshop that we do once a month. If you're part of our bloodstream and we've got, we know where to send an invitation, an email address or something like that, you can get invited to these inner circle workshops that we do. And then if on an individual level, you choose to partner with our firm, uh, I would say on average, there's six to seven visits that we spend together on the front end uh, in a very educational way, teaching you how to do exactly it is what you're trying to do. Uh, and then if you want us to help maintain that plan over the years, we can do that too, but we can definitely, we have a lot of avenues that we've created for that very purpose of, of educating people how to do these things. And last but not least, uh, I decided to write a book on the topic. And so sometime <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to put this in kind of quotes. Cause you know, when you write a book, you don't really know the day it's going to be released. Uh, but I think in probably April or May, uh, the transcripts done, it's in editing. And uh, the name of the book is spending money and having fun, a practical guide to a free retirement. And so again, just more opportunity for education on how to spend your money in retirement. Nice. Well, I certainly appreciate that. And I, I love uh, that every day is Saturday because when you do retire, theoretically speaking, that you're no longer earning an income from work. Every day is Saturday. And that's that's both good and bad. It could be awesome <laughs> because Saturdays are great. You're going out to eat. You're spending time with friends. You're doing your favorite things. You don't really have too many worries or concerns. Or if you are remember back to the time in your life where you were broke and you didn't have any money at all. Well, then Saturdays weren't quite as fun. Right. And it sounds like if I don't have a confident, if I don't have a confident spending plan, that it's going to be more of a crappy Saturday than it is an awesome Saturday. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, and having that confident plan, that means that I'm not, that, that, that I've done the work to alleviate the fears of 
of what happens when the market crashes, what happens if the economy goes down, what, what about inflation, what if I live a lot longer than I expect. It's checking off all of those boxes and addressing all those very, very human concerns so that you can just essentially get past it and just live. That's, I mean, you nailed it. That's exactly what we talk to clients about every every day is if you're worried about all the things that you just named off, you're not living the life you dreamed. Nobody thinks about retirement in the future and thinks, gosh, I hope when I get there that I'm concerned about the election or I'm concerned about how the markets are going to open on Monday or I'm concerned about how long I'm going to live because I can't afford to live beyond you know, age 85 or I don't know how to turn my social security on and this is awfully confusing and you know I don't know when the right time to take it is. Nobody thinks of that. All they think of is they don't have to go to their nine to five, right? And so what they do think about is all the things that happen on the weekends and all the things that they've wanted to do that they keep putting off because they have these responsibilities of this job. And I see it in our partnership with the families that we serve as our job is to educate them on all of those unknown areas so that they can do exactly what they wanted to do, which is get rid of the nine to five, spend more time with grandkids, travel, watch prices right every day. I don't know, whatever, everybody's dreams are a little bit different, um, but make sure that they get to do those things and not worry about uh, everything that you were naming off earlier. Yeah. I love it. There's got to be a, a, some percentage of the population of people who are actually interested in going and looking at the stock market every day and and trying to figure out how to spend down and to figure out what those percentages are of, okay, this year I'm going to take out 5% because the market did you know great, or next year it's going to be a little bit less. Is that 1%, Brad? Is that is that 2%? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't found any of those people yet. So it, it I, might be zero. I, you know, the thousands of people I've interacted with, I've found people that that do have a. They find some joy in little areas like that, right? They really do love. You know, I've even got people that I've met that literally still look at the Wall Street Journal. You know, and mm-hmm. are, are looking at ticker symbols <laughs> in the paper. Uh, so they exist, but the idea or concept of taking that information and putting it to action and worrying about it every day to that extent, I've not met people that want to basically DIY the entire building of their financial home in retirement. Mm-hmm. And usually after we interact with them, they want to do it even less because they realize, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but they just realize they don't know what they don't know. And that's one of the scariest areas to be in life, right? Is when you're unconsciously incompetent, <laughs> right? It's one thing to be consciously incompetent and just know you don't know. Uh, but that's why the education is just so important because at the end of the day, it's far less confusing in my opinion to be a saver than it is to be a spender mm-hmm. because in your savings years, which is I'm in right now, right? The best thing you could possibly do oversimplification, but I think it's true. Put as much money away as you can afford to put away save until it hurts. I think you should save until it hurts. And I think you should give until it hurts. And if you're not doing those two things, I don't thinking you, I don't think you're living your best life. So if you're, if you're saving till it hurts and you're giving till it hurts, put it in the market, buy SPY and close your eyes. If you don't have an advisor, just close your eyes and let the market do what the market does. The idea or concept of pulling it back out, you run into all these complexities you just don't have as a saver. And those complexities are the thing that can kind of make or break, not just the financial outcome, but your attitude and uh, 
your experience through that. And so whether that's as a couple examples, because I don't want to be too pie in the sky. One of the things that we get all the time is social security. Your social security is taxed at a federal level. And depending on the state that you live in, it could also be taxed at the state level. We live in Minnesota. Uh, we work with clients all over the country, but in the state of Minnesota, they do tax your social security. Uh, but it's based on this thing called provisional income. And there are people out there getting their social security tax-free. There are other people that are paying taxes on 85% of their benefit and everywhere in between. If you don't understand how your social security is taxed and how to possibly get your social security tax-free, you're missing the boat. We have clients that, and families that we work with that live on six figures of income in retirement and pay no taxes on their social security. Because taxes are one of those things in retirement that it's not about how much money you live on that's going to determine your tax bill. It's where your money comes from, right? And so if you have different piles of money, you've got pension, you've got social security, you've got IRA, 401k monies, you've got after-tax brokerage accounts, you've got Roth money, maybe you have life money socked away in a life insurance contract. The question is, how do you put it all together? Where do you take distributions from to create the most efficient paycheck for yourself? Um, because as much as we like to focus on beating the market or doing well in the in our returns, or not losing a ton when the market goes backwards, we can control some of that stuff. But people get lost in this idea of, oh, yeah, I have this, you know, debt to the IRS from a tax perspective. And if I don't pay attention to that, I could not only have to pay my fair share of taxes, but you're leaving the IRS a tip every year, <laughs> and a significant one. And so, finding practical ways to build out this plan, we call it a map, uh, and build a map just like any map would do. You're in Phoenix. I'm in Minnesota. If you called me and said, Brad, where do you live in Minnesota? I want to get to your house. Now with modern technology, you just punch it in your phone and it tells you exactly how to get there. You don't have to worry about it. There's literally no concern. You'll get in your car a thousand miles from my house and never look at the end result. You don't even have to look to see, okay, I want to get a general sense of where Brad lives because I need to kind of get a sense of where I'm going. We don't do that. We're just like, okay, I have a turn by turn direction in my car. It's going to tell me exactly how to get there. And in fact, if I make a mistake, it's going to fix me. And it's like, oh, okay, I'll reroute you. Don't worry about it. And we have this ultimate trust in this little machine because it's a map. It knows where it's going. It's very quantifiable, right? Uh, it is it, That is possible in retirement to kind of map out this income stream so that you can understand what you're doing, give you the freedom to spend your money. Uh, it's that old saying that there's no true freedom without boundaries. You just got to know where the boundaries are. You feel free to get in your car and drive to my house halfway across the country because the, you have these boundaries that are going to keep you on the road that you need to be on. I love it. It's well said. Well, Brad, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? People don't save a pile of money to have a pile of money. They save it for a specific purpose or for a specific outcome. You just have to define what your true north is, build that map so that you feel free to chase the dreams you actually have. That's what we do. Well, I think that, that is great stuff that definitely gets Come on, Brad, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Uh, our website's going to give you everything. Uh, www.fiatwm.com. Some of you are probably wondering where the name came from. The story is on the website. It has nothing to do with the car. Uh, that said, uh, our podcast links are there. Our blogs are there. Access to our inner circle workshop is there. Scheduling visits directly with a fiduciary advisor in our office. It's all on our website, fiatwm.com. Excellent. 
Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Brad your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to fiatwm.com. That's F-I-A-T-W-M.com. Check out the Every Day is Saturday podcast and keep an eye out for Brad's new book a little later this year. Thanks again, Brad. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.